The Daily Ding is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know NBA ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. My favorite feature, you can get tickets in two taps. A two-tap checkout. That's efficiency. That's how you're supposed to do it in the NBA. Two taps gets you tickets, gets you checked out, and you're ready to go to the game every single time. So head to the App Store or Google Play Store now to download Game Time and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. Welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic Podcast Network. Let's see. Sorgan. Looks like there's no starport, no industrial centers, no population density. Real backwater scuggle, which means it's perfect for us. You ready to lay low and stretch your legs for a couple of months, you little womp rat? Nobody's gonna find us here. Reverse flush and <laughs> ain't that a smooth one. This how it goes, and I hope I have no friends. Oh, Tyler knows that should have got thrown out. If I was a ref, I would have tossed his last. How dare you? Good morning. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Tuesday morning. We've got all your action from a mediocre night in the NBA on Monday night. I'm Zach Harper, joined by the athletic style expert, Wazi Lambre, with Rob Lopez racking up those Cyber Monday deals. Coming up on today's Daily Ding, Ennis Cantor actually defends something. The NBA is trying to find a reason for a midseason tournament. And Carmelo Anthony was better than Luka Doncic and James Harden this week. But first, Waz, the Jazz really need to go home. Yeah. Like they really, really need to go home. They finished this road trip with a uh, look. The the score doesn't look that bad. They lost one hundred three ninety four to the Philadelphia seventy sixers in Philadelphia, but it wasn't really that close. They were down twenty five in the first half. They got outgunned from three in the first half. Uh, Eleven makes by the Sixers to one make. That happened from Mike Conley with five seconds left in the half. Uh, the Jazz made a bit of a fourth quarter comeback, but this one was never really in any danger of the, the lead being blown. And so now they're uh, one and four on this road trip, a five game, eight day road trip, went one and four on the East Coast. Just a bad, bad trip for the Jazz. Kudos to the Sixers for for putting it on them. But man, the Jazz need to go home. Yeah, and it's, you know, and it's, it's sad because the theory of the case against Utah, right, the last two years was that this is a team that couldn't get it done on the perimeter, basically couldn't generate any reliable offense outside of their young stud, Donovan Mitchell. And Philly is precisely the team you don't want to play when that's the case, right? Right. They're going to make it miserable for you in the paint. So trying to score down there is not going to be something that, you know, is fruitful for you. And, you know, they're going to force you to make shots, right? Um, And the Jazz just straight up couldn't do that tonight. Mike Conley, another abysmal night from the field. Uh, um, Bogdanovich has actually been pretty good this season when he's finally gotten on the floor. Um, he just happened to not be able to make make anything tonight. Uh, but as I've said previously on the ding, Zach, uh, Mike Conley's got to make a damn shot if this team is going to matter. Yeah, he he hurt his hamstring, I believe, in this game. And so he left uh, uh, at one point. Um the hamstrings I, connected to the stroke string. It Is might that- be. I mean, it would explain a lot at this point because he really can't shoot this year. Uh, I don't know what to. I don't know what to tell you about that. I mean, you're right. Like, and that's the thing too. Like the the Sixers knew. All right, we can key in on Bogdanovich. We'll try to keep Mitchell in the middle of the floor, and then 
no one else is really going to hurt us. And like Joe Ingles had a decent game off the bench. Uh, Royce O'Neal really didn't do anything from the field. Rudy Gobert had a good game with the, uh, with 27 points, 12 rebounds. But outside of that, man, like I just don't, I don't know what the jazz are going to like. The jazz just have to hit shots. And so I will That's say it. this about them. Uh, you know, the last couple of years they've started out slow. And, and the theory behind that is they have such a complicated playbook that it takes it takes a while for new components to gel with that. And so they have a couple of major new components with Bogdanovich and with Conley. And so at a certain point, usually second half of the season, this team takes off, but this may not be a year where you can afford to take off in the second half of the season. You have to take off earlier than that. We've seen the Lakers rack up wins, right? We've seen the, the Mavericks racking up wins. We've seen the Clippers rack up wins. The jazz don't have a bad record was, but they do have, they do have a disappointing record in the sense that they could be winning a lot of these games, but they just can't hit a damn shot. Yeah. And I just, I just think Mike Conley doesn't have to be, the fringe all-star that he's been basically for the last five years, which is a high-quality player, if he's just only a little bit worse than that, it makes this team immensely more dangerous, right? Um, right. Joe Ingles, again, another guy who's kind of struggled out the gate this year. He's going to eventually start making some shots. And like I said, some people kind of panned the Bogdanovich move, thought they might have paid a little bit too much for him. I thought he was just what the doctor ordered. I think once Mike Conley finds... A middle ground, not to be sensational um, shooting, but just way better than he's been so far. I think they'll be just fine. Yeah, I, I'm with you. From the Sixers side of it, I mean, I do think the Jazz will turn it around and they'll have a monster second half. It just they may still end up in like the fifth or sixth seed, right? And you can't really be in the fifth or sixth seed. From the Sixers side of it, man, they're dominant at home. Like just yeah. dominant 10 and 0 at home this year. Uh, Tobias Harris, huge game, 26 points, nine rebounds, three assists. Al Horford was killer for them. He started five of five. He only finished with 17 and eight, uh, did have five assists, but, um, but he was killing the jazz early in this game. Joel Embiid, 13 points, 11 rebounds, keeps denying that he's tired, but he looks really tired. He looks a little out of shape still. Ben so Simmons was a bit of a bully. It's like groundhog's day with this guy <laughs> and conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, it is, but it, but at least the Sixers, man, you're right. When, when they're at home and, and Matisse Thibault, like when, when they're home, he was hitting shots early. Like they're just, they're bullies. They're absolute bullies. And they, aside from Gobert inside, like they just bullied the jazz. Ever wonder how to get the hottest kicks on the market? The ones that barely hit the shelves. The answer is StockX, a revolutionary new marketplace for buying and selling 100% authentic sneakers, streetwear, watches, handbags, whatever you want. It's what all the experts have been using for a long time. All the hype beasts, that's how they get all their stuff. You can get it right now. Millions are already using StockX to find everything after it sells out from the latest Yeezys, Retro Jordans, hottest streetwear from brands like Supreme, Bait, Palace, Kit, all the good ones. Me personally, I've got my eye on some confetti Kyrie 4s and oh my God, the price you can track it the whole time. You know what's going up. You know what's going down. When it goes down, you throw in your offer. You go and get it. Couldn't be easier to use. And the great thing about them, you know everything's authentic. They ensure authenticity. Every item bought or sold on StockX is carefully inspected by hand to ensure it's 100% legit. Their experts go above and beyond to make sure you never get burned by fakes. Absolutely never. They've removed all the risks from buying and selling online. Now you can get the hottest, hardest to find kicks without having to deal with a random random buyer or seller ever again. Don't ever go to Craigslist ever again for these kicks. Want to get in on the hype? Check out stockx.com slash bball for a surprise offer. Trust me, that offer is really good, but you got to go to stockx.com 
StockX.com slash bball for a surprise offer that won't be around too long. That's StockX.com slash bball. Check it out today. All right, was the other, I guess, good game of the night. Really, not a great night for games in the NBA, but <laughs> Bulls 111, Kings 106 in Sacramento. Uh, the Kings are actually up 11 in the first quarter. Then all of a sudden they were down 14 in the second quarter. The Bulls kind of held them at bay for the most part, except for a, a second half push that was fueled by Buddy Heald and Rashawn Holmes, a little bit in Nemanja Bialica. Uh, but the Kings just super sloppy in this one. 18 turnovers, 23 points given up off those turnovers. Um, the Bulls were kind of fueled by Zach Levine. Laurie Markkinen had a good game. It's been a while since he's had a good game, but he was able to be productive in this one. But the Kings actually had a chance, man. They were down four, about 35 seconds left. Buddy Heel gets free in the corner, uh, misses a wide open three, and then the, the rebound was going straight to Harrison Barnes on the baseline, went off his hands out of bounds. The rest of this game was, was pretty much free throws at that point. But uh, it's good to see the Bulls kind of at least responding a little bit, right? Like they've had a they've had a rocky road of, of this whole thing. And, and at least in this one, Zach Levine gets 28 points on seven to 13 shooting. Larry Markin has 20.7 rebounds. He hasn't been able to hit a shot this year. Saturansky had 14 points and a big bucket in the paint over uh, Bielitsa in the fourth quarter to, to kind of keep them, uh, keep them going and keep that cushion. But I, I mean, look, even after the wins, I look at this team was, and I'm like, well, the bulls don't buy into Jim Boylan. Yeah, you know, and it sounds so negative, right? They want a good road game, but they yeah, don't. They, they they clearly don't. Um, and it's and it's interesting because you got two teams that came into the season with some moderate expectations, right? The Kings, you could understand, they were nibbling at the eight seed last year. Um, it was kind of nip and tuck. They they basically almost made the playoffs. Their best player, their engine that runs it, was coming into his third year, looking to make a leap. He's got hurt. You can understand why the Kings have sort of stumbled out the blocks. I don't understand why people had expectations for the Bulls this year, but they did. And a quarter, 25% into the season, uh, their best player is in an open war in the media with his head coach. Yeah. Uh, body language doctors are saying that the body language kind of sucks whenever Jim Boylan's around and said something or any of that stuff. Um, but they managed to get a win. I, I, I think their t- season's already in the toilet, though. And it's only a matter of time before this boiling thing just comes to a head. Yeah, I'm with you. And, and that, there was a video, I think, in the first quarter uh, where the 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 Bulls were down, where it's it's going into a timeout. And Zach Levine's, like, looking up at the video board. Larry Markin's looking up at the video board. Jim Boylan's trying to get their attention. Like, hey, guys, come on. Let's go over some stuff. And they're just they're just not interested. Legit, yeah. Like, and it's easy to, to skew those moments because you don't know what's being said or whatever, but it just, you look at that and I feel like we see a lot of those moments throughout these games. Yeah. That's like my high school robotics class. You know, you kind of, <laughs> you sort of looked around like, yo, what is this dude talking about? Isn't he a track coach? Um, <laughs> but yeah. Well, yeah, that's what it reminds me of. Like, everybody just seems so disinterested in this guy. And, you know, I'm one of those people, and I know you are too, Zach. When when he came onto the scene with the rah-rah, tough guy, alpha male nonsense. Practice after a back-to-back. Yeah, and all it, it was, just, it was overdone and tired basically a week into his interim, you know, tenure. So, obviously, I'm sure those guys have finished with him by now. 
Yeah, Zach Levine, like I said, 28 points. Uh, the Bulls were 16 of 37 from three, 25 of 29 from the free throw line. Close that one out. Buddy Hill, 26 points on 21 shots. Rashawn Holmes had 20 and nine. Nemanja Bialica, 18 points, eight rebounds, two blocks. Kings were just nine of 33 from deep in this game, and they really got outplayed in that that second quarter by the uh, the Bulls bench. So just a tough uh, tough loss for the Kings as their schedule gets a lot harder. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easily. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, I lost my mojo. We avoid it altogether. Excuses like I had a long day at work or sorry, honey, just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about with a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you get free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. They'll work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, they ship it to you with free two-day shipping. It's straightforward. It's simple. It's discreet. The whole process couldn't be easier. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com ding and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today. Connect with the doctor. Take care of it, guys. Just go to GetRoman.com slash ding to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash ding for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash ding. All right, Waz, let's get to the news that everybody needs for Tuesday. Mark Stein of the New York Times reported about possible incentives for the in-season tournament that's been proposed. He he tweeted out, all elements of the NBA's potential mid-season tournament remain in the discussion phase, but one idea proposed to incentivize teams to embrace the new competition is furnishing the tournament winner with an extra draft pick, league sources say. Any such measure would have to be ratified by league vote, but the league search is on for ways on top of bonus compensation for players and coaches to do well in the tournament. To make teams eager to participate, a first-round pick would certainly help. Uh, Waz, how does this incentivize the players? Like, we just got to give them a bunch of cash, right? Yeah, it, it, the draft picks, like, as players, players don't care about draft picks. No. Like, I, I understand Ooh, someone why. that can replace me? Right, exactly. <laughs> I understand why fans, because, you know, fans are so dorky these days. They identify with GMs more than players, and they might be like, wow, a potential new asset that's never going to play a meaningful minute in the NBA. Um, but I don't see why the players would care about this. They're motivated by cash, glory, you know, <laughs> the things that motivate all of us. You know? right. So I don't see why a draft pick would make this any more enticing for them. Also, doesn't this kind of defeat the purpose of trying to find ways to make the regular season matter, especially the middle of the regular season when when the prize ends up being something that happens after the season? Yeah, like like that doesn't make sense to me. I think you got to put some money in it. Um, And yeah, you put some actual stakes in this. Uh, I think you'll see players giving a damn and playing hard, but I don't think it'll ever be more than, like I said on um, DA show, Hoops Adjacent, make sure you subscribe and and rate and give us five stars. Uh, (laughs) I think this would be like those ancillary cups that you see in English Premier League, right? Like the FA Cup or something where they send like young guys and give them extra run in these tournaments. They want to win them, but they don't go crazy. You know what I want to see? I want to see it look like the World Series of Poker where on the scores table is just a stack of cash. Just a big <laughs> pile of like $10 million or something like that. And that's just out there while those games are going on. I think that's the only way to to incentivize the players is show them the actual money out there. Uh, let's go to the Carmelo Anthony news. Carmelo Anthony 
named Western Conference Player of the Week for the first time since 2014. Giannis won it for the East. Many wonder how he won it over Luka and over James Harden. Luka went 2-1 uh, and one last week, went 39-8, and eight, but he did shoot poorly. Uh, James Harden went 47-6-4 and four and put up 60 and three quarters in a 2-0 week for the Rockets. And Melo went 22-7-2 and two with great shooting in a 3-0 week for the Blazers. Mark Stein did note that the uh, two-game week will rarely get someone player of the week. So was did Le, did the league give a participation award to Mello or does anybody actually care about this award? Like why do we all of a sudden it seemed to be a big topic today? You know what this is, Zach, on social media when a person of moderate attractiveness, whether male or female, they post something that like where they look like decent, right? And then inevitably you see a whole bunch of comments like, wow, oh my God, gorgeous. Wow, you're so handsome. Meanwhile, like we all know, like, and the person knows, like, I'm a moderate, you know, attractive yeah. level. Like, once you guys start doing this, you're just pointing out the obvious to everybody <laughs> by doing this, right? Like, obviously. I'm not that impressive of a player anymore. And so that's why the NBA feels a need to bestow this honor on me for like what was a cool week. Probably 30 NBA players had better weeks than Carmelo did if we're being real last um, last week. But I guess it's a nice gesture. <laughs> it's a nice gesture, right? Again, I, I know we kind of, we always throw this in there, but. You know, the Hawks won player of the month once, <laughs> right? Like that's no offense to Melo. Like I'm happy for Melo. It's a great story so far, but it did feel a little bit like pandering. It felt a little bit like pandering. Like the, at, at this point, I assume baby Yoda is going to get it next week. That's what it feels like. Um, some news out of New Orleans. Zion Williamson, it's now been six weeks exactly since he had his surgery, uh, but he hasn't started any on-court activities. Was a lot of rumors and murmurs that maybe we're not going to see him anytime soon and maybe not see him at all this season. Do you think we're going to see Zion this season? We're 100% going to see Zion this season, and I say that because um, shameless plug number two on Hoops Adjacent with David Aldridge and I, uh, Griff came on the podcast and said Zion's coming back this year. He's, okay. he's on the record of saying that the guy's coming back. Obviously, they're not really playing for much this year, right? right. Um, so I don't think that there's any rush to bring him back. It's not like they have championship at, um, aspirations. And if he doesn't, and if they don't make the playoffs, whoop-de-doo, like what? They get a better draft pick and more stuff to build towards for the future with Zion. So I think they're going to take this super slow, slow roll it. Um, slow cook this, slow burn this. Um, I'm running out of slow cliches, but I think they're going to take slow playing this. this you're, sl- you're slow playing the end of this end of the story. Uh, do you think we see him before 2020? Absolutely, I think we'll probably see him on um on Christmas. Okay, and then last story, and this is the best one. Uh, Ennis Cantor, BFFs with James Dolan. He said uh, that they text. He said, we're really we're actually really cool buddies now. I got no problems with him. Some other people have problems with him, but I have no problem with him. And I'll say this. It's terrible. They blame it on on this guy every time. I feel like he's done nothing or he has done nothing to do with it. You have to just go out there to play basketball. He cannot push you out there to play basketball. I feel like people, people put blame on him and people are wrong. And we're buddies now. That sounded oddly like a Trump quote. Ennis cancer buttering up. The most famous, famously reckless spender in the NBA. Do we need to talk about some of the payrolls of those 30 win teams? Um, 50 million for Phil Jackson to be a first time GM and absolutely stink at it. Uh, Enos Cancer, smarter than I thought. 
All right, Waz, let's get to the rest of the games. Actually, probably the best game of the night. Suns, Hornets, Suns 109, Hornets 104 in Charlotte. Uh, Suns were dominating this game in the first half, up 59-39 at halftime. Then the Hornets woke up, stormed back behind Marvin Williams. Yes, that Marvin Williams uh, ended up with 65 second-half points for the team. Even had a seven-point lead with a minute and 11 seconds left in this game. And then the Suns ended the game on a 12-0 run, fueled by free throws and two huge Kelly Oubre three-pointers. Oubre was 0-7 from deep up until those two threes. He finished with 23 points. Devin Booker, 23 points, four assists, four rebounds, 16-10 for Dario Sarich, nine, nine points, 13 assists, four steals for Ricky Rubio. Devontae Graham had 15 points, 13 assists, but just five of 19 from the field, one of 10 from deep. I mentioned Marvin Williams had 22 points, five rebounds, three assists, went 10 of 10 from the free throw line off the bench. Hornets had 19 turnovers in this game and was, uh, it was a lot of Bismack Biombo down the stretch. Guess how that went? Not great. Not great. Shouts to Ben Smack Biombo, AKA the kid Merrow. There you go. Hawks 104, Warriors 79. Uh, Waz, I don't know if you know, but no Steph Curry in this one tonight. He's actually out. Uh, I don't know if he's coming back. He might be out for a while, uh, but no Steph Curry. So you're probably Ooh. not going to watch the Warriors. Uh, you know, Seth's Seth's brother. Oh, oh, yeah. him. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's still who? He's still, well, uh, sometimes. Oh, okay. sometimes, but not tonight. By oh, the way, crazy. if you put a team, if I put a team 30th in power rankings, they're guaranteed to win on Monday night. It's happened multiple times with the Warriors. It's happened uh, with the Hawks this week. They were the 30th team in the power rankings. Go check that out on The Athletic. Uh, Hawks snap a 10-game losing streak. Warriors scored a a season-low 79 points, also the lowest total that the Hawks allowed. Kevon Looney was back, though. He had missed 19 games. He played 15 minutes, scored two points, grabbed two rebounds, blocked two shots. Trey Young. Uh, 24 points, seven assists, did have seven turnovers, but an easy game for him. A uh, hot start for DeAndre Hunter early, ended up with 18 points for the game, had 13 in the first half. Damian Jones, 16 and eight uh, in a revenge game against the Warriors. Eric Pascal, 24 points, nine rebounds, six assists. Everything else for the Warriors, just terrible. 39% from the field, 17% from three, and 23 turnovers in this one. Pacers 117, Grizzlies 104 in Memphis. No John Moran. He's still out with the back spasms uh, out week to week. Uh, completely balanced attack from the Pacers in this one. Seven players in double figures. Malcolm Brogdon had 19 points, nine assists, six rebounds. DeMontis Sabonis had 18 points, 14 rebounds, eight assists. Uh, Jeremy Lamb, Miles Turner, TJ Warren, and both uh, Holiday brothers were also in double figures and scoring Pacers shot 50% from the field, knocked down 16 threes, a uh, big scoring game for Jaron Jackson, jr. 31 points. Most of his buckets coming in the paint and around the rim. Solomon Hill had 22 points. Dylan Brooks had 19 before he fouled out. And then, oof, this was a rough one was bucks. 132, Knicks 88 in Milwaukee, seven losses in a row for the Knicks. Giannis had 29 points, 15 rebounds, and just a rude, rude dunk over Julius Randle in just 22 minutes on the floor. Chris Middleton, 16 points in 18 minutes. DJ Wilson, 19 and five off the bench. All 13 players for the Bucks scored in this one. No player played over 24 minutes. Uh, Bucks had 30 assisted baskets. Knicks had only 28 made shots. It's usually a recipe for a blowout. RJ Barrett, two points on zero of nine shooting. Lonzo Trier finally got off the bench, uh, got 10 points in 12 minutes. Uh, Waz, you think the Knicks are going to be okay? Remember when, remember when Knicks fans were kind of saying, hey, maybe this team won't be that bad. <laughs> No, unsurprisingly, the Knicks plan to sign seven power forwards while drafting a kid who could play power forward or the two guard or the three 
um, a kid who actually needs the ball in his hands and, you know, to optimally use him would like need some spacing on the floor. Of course, they did the opposite of that. Um, and predictably, the team stinks. Uh, no, no, no. I don't think the Knicks are going to be OK. The Knicks are going to be Knicks. All right, let's go to line of the night. Not a lot of good ones to choose from was Rudy Gobert had 27 and 12. Giannis had 29 and 15. Jaron Jackson had 31 points. Uh, Tobias Harris had 26, nine and three, as you might remember. Anyone get your line of the night tonight? I'll give it to Giannis um, because, because Giannis, the guy doesn't know how to not play hard, right? Like a meaningless game against the lowly Knicks, um, you know, Best record in the Eastern Conference, one of the best records in the entire NBA um, out the gate. And he still comes out and gives maximum effort and kills you. So I got to give it to Giannis. 29 points, whole hum 15 rebounds. It's like routine for this guy. I'm going to give it to Ennis Cantor for praising James Dolan. He's trying to get that front office position in the future. Once he's already thinking about his post-playing career. You got to respect that, Waz. Everybody's yeah. now. You got you to give it to Ennis He's Cantor. a cerebral cat. That's going to do it for today's show. Don't forget about the other basketball shows across the Athletic Podcast Network. Back-to-back coming out on Tuesday. Obviously, no dunks every day. Tampering episode just came out. Of course, hoops adjacent with uh, Wozni and with David Aldridge. Over a dozen team-specific shows available from some of your favorite athletic beat writers. Don't forget to follow on the app. You get notifications for new episodes. Thanks for waking up with us. Make sure you get all those deals on the internet for all those gifts you're supposed to give out. Take your medicine. Go to work. uh, Be a good citizen. All that crap. Waz, hit me with the sign-up. Come and ride the ding and ride it choo-choo.